Welcome to Ellie's Coffee Talks, the podcast featuring creative entrepreneurs in the Basel area over the best cups of coffee in the best cafes. Hi Ramona and Julia, welcome to today's Ellie's Coffee Talks. We're here at Sumkus in Basel, close to the train station. Thank you for joining today. Uh, you guys have a company called Solopreneurin. Yeah, am I yes. saying it yes. right? Uh, would you like to share about what it is? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm Yuna, hello. Um, and yes, I can share what it is. Um, actually, Ramon and I uh, came to to establish Solopreneurin when we were finishing our studies because we met when um, finishing the master's degree. And um, then you know when you when you finish studies, you start looking for what actually you want to do after studies. And you think, all right, I will have to or I will want to apply somewhere. But we, we checked those those application um, forms where you can applicate for something. And we were like, all right, this is something we could do, but we don't really want to do it. So all those things, <laughs> it was always missing something. Yeah. And then we started to look around, and with our scientific background, we thought, oh, we could find something that maybe makes it whole. And then we, um, one day we read about Ikigai, which is a Japanese concept, and which is where it all started in a way. And um, yes, we found out that with this thing, which in a way um, makes... The, the intellectual world where we come from, the scientific world, hold in a way that it gets you back to intuition. We started with that, and we found that we could do that with coaching with people one-to-one, face-to-face. And then we, um, right now, we are more into workshops, and we see that we can do this and also other things um, besides Ikigai um, with many people so that we can spread the world in a way. Yeah. What's your background? Um, we both studied psychology, the masters, and uh, specifically talking. Um, I, for example, did also economics and psychology, my bachelor. But we met during our masters, and we were always into work in organizational psychology. How can we keep people healthy when they're working, even if they don't like what they actually do? So this is kind of also a main topic or a huge topic. I don't know in our generation. Mm-hmm. in our life in our world I really yeah. don't know but I think it's kind of huge and then Ikigai came in and yeah. we fell in love we just fell over it it happened yeah how, how did it happen as very often when we do things together it just happened in a way because we we, we read about it and we found it that it gives something to us And then we thought, oh, maybe this is something other people might need too. And we read about it, we, we connected us with studies, scientific studies, and we found that it's even, yeah, you can, you can prove it as far as you can prove science. And so that's how it developed and it got bigger. And right now we also are into um, maybe writing writing articles about that so that people can read about it besides coming to coaching so uh, listening to workshops and doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you want to give the dis- definition of Ikigai? 
<laughs> so Ikigai is Japanese actually because it's a Japanese concept and um, when you translate it, it um, yeah you can translate it and making sense of life or sense or personal sense of living um, and when we do coachings for example because it's um, when you're finding your Ikigai when we do it with other people we ask them four questions and those questions actually are um, what are you great at what do you love to do what needs the world according to you mm-hmm. and um, what can you get paid for yes and um, for example one of our our first clients um, always when, when we when we asked her those questions um, she said something concerning the sun so it was always she loves sunlight for example she said she mm-hmm. she likes to go out and things like this so in a way part of her ikigai could be being in the sun You know, it's you, you get those things, and then you can connect them with all the all the different areas of life. Mm-hmm. And did she find this client what she was good at, and what she liked, and what she could be paid for? And what's the fourth one? No, well, what is what needs the world? Yeah, what ah, yeah, yeah, yes, what she loved. Yeah, and she found her ikigai. Yeah, and you know, because like the sunlight, it was just so. It was just like coming from deep down. Like yeah. she was talking about sunlight, and all of a sudden, like her eyes were just mm. bright. They were like mm. these little stars, and you felt, you know, sun does something mm. to her. And then we were we were talking with her and asking her, hey, how can you include this sunlight yeah. into your daily life? And it just yeah. can be a walk for during your lunch break yeah. and whatever. You know, the thing we love about ikigai, it's you don't need to always have like this huge or massive change in your life. You don't like, you know, you don't have to just quit your job and doing these irrational things. No, because one question is also, how do you, how do you get yeah. money? Mm-hmm. How do you pay your bills? Yeah. How you know, like all the all of a sudden it becomes very very rational, and. Ikigai is a, is for us a tool. It's a tool, and behind this tool is a philosophy. Yeah. And the philosophy behind this is that we believe, or strongly believe, that we should create a balance between like our gut, our gut feeling, and our brain, like intuition and intellect. And I think with four simple questions for everybody, gives kind of a simple guideline how to find this pure self or also this pure sense of life and mm-hmm. it's so individual mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we never had like two same ikigais when we did mm-hmm. the ikigai yeah, thing with exactly. our clients yeah. so those questions help you tap into your intuition mm-hmm. both both yeah and the intellect That's exactly right. yeah. yeah and to find the balance of the two yeah so and also maybe um, it's it's very difficult to translate it because when you translate it you say okay it's about finding your sense of life um, but then this finding thing may su- suggest that you you look for it you answer those questions and then you have found it and then it will stay forever and something that we find important is that those questions or the answers to, to them might be it changes through your yes. lifetime what's yeah. more important to you and so also the ikigai I think the the balance that your personal balance in a way it stays but it's also it can change too because it's not something you you find and then you've got your sense of life and then this is it it's it's more about the the journey if you say so yeah yeah so you would advise people to ask themselves those questions over and over again how how many times 
how how often <laughs> for a year question. for a month <laughs> for a week um, <laughs> whenever you feel to you know yeah yeah <laughs> really it would be the answer no but just to give you an example we did a lot of coachings with students mm -hmm. there for example that how can I how can I get money is kind of the most yes. important question because they don't have money. They really, right yeah. now, they want to be independent. They want to have like this, I don't know, a nice cappuccino because yeah. this is something you don't give yourself often when you're when you're in your university, when yeah. you just have like this little, little uh, side job. And then we're having, we also did it with people around their 50s or 60s. So money isn't their theme. It's all about yeah, happiness course, or course. love yeah. or yeah. whatever. So... When you really ask when to do it is yeah. when you feel uncomfortable in your yeah. current situation yeah. because Ikigai could lead you in kind of a new direction. And yes, you can ask yourself this question. Um, we also did that, Yula and I, when we first just read about this article. And we assumed that it's much more valuable when we talk about this and that because sometimes you need to have a sparing partner. He challenges you, he sometimes holds you the mirror, or what you often have is, um, where are you great at? We also find that lots of people have lots of beliefs. Like limiting belief, you mean? Limiting beliefs, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. They come from family, school, uh, also work. It can be anything, and then it's very important to have a partner with whom you can discuss these topics and also to find solutions. Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, like, this is not directly Ikigai, but this is more about your personal self, your coaching, how do you want to live yeah. your life and how, to want also, how you want to be with yourself. It's yeah. also a lot about self-loving, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you help your clients with limiting beliefs? Of belief? course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. That's where you start? No, we let them start. Yeah. And normally it leads you very, very quickly into this... Sweet little hurting spots. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Also yeah. for us, like yes. we have this. Uh, normally we have 150 minutes, I guess, mm -hmm. just to be very yes. rational. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think within the first 15 minutes, we have like big themes: family, love, satisfaction, self-love. I mean, all the big life topics come up. Only with four questions. I think. For me, every time is so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's also something. I think this is about the beauty of Ikigai is that you you think it's so simple. You only ask four questions, mm -hmm. but then um, when people are open to that, or if they are open to that, it opens up. And this is something that it's really fascinating because with like rationally asking questions um, and thinking about that, but then people go down deeper in their body and then things come up. So this and is how long does that take? Quickly. Yeah. It happens really quickly. Yeah. They're not uh, resistant to go getting into the work. I, I, at the beginning, most of the time they are not, but then when you talk about it, of course, because you um, you you touch spots mm -hmm. that maybe those people don't even know about they got, yeah. and they might not have realized before that their beliefs that those beliefs exist, and and maybe not that these are limiting beliefs or that could limiting beliefs. It could be limiting beliefs, but um, then it's also something because this is very important to us. All those beliefs. They have reason, and maybe I mean they limiting beliefs 
don't always limit. People got them for reasons. And it's not something that we are not, it's not the message of Ikigai or the message of what, of what we're doing, that you have to change those, those beliefs or that you have to overcome all your limits. And this, it's just that you're aware of it and that you can, can feel and think both of that um, if it's what you really need or what you really want. And we also always say it's not about the questions we ask, but it's, it's not about the answers we get, but about the questions we ask and about the questions the people ask themselves after that. Mm -hmm. So this is, um, it's more about questions than about answers. Yeah. And you know what we really don't want to do, and this is also a thing we say within our meetings with our clients we always say you know what we don't touch things you don't want to touch mm -hmm. like when there's a belief and it comes from a family it can be anything you know and we also get the gut feeling that I think this is very this is very uh, a very hard topic we try not to really talk just we, we observe it and okay I think it's yeah. a very tough topic to talk about do you want to go deeper into mm. it or just So we keep it aside, and then the client should should have the feeling if he's ready for it, because we're not here to judge. And you're not there as a therapist; you're there as a coach. Yes. Can you the big difference? Can you tell about the the difference? In therapy, it's all about uh, that you need to suffer from something. And in therapy, and this is probably also part why I decided not to go into therapy, it's always you have an illness and you try to become normal or healthy or whatever it is, you know. Even this, this, <laughs> this vocabulary, it's like, ah, it's freaking me out. You know, yeah. should it be normal? I hope we have so many abnormal personality yeah. in our life because this makes it excited yeah. even when it's close or even if it's just a little bit of the illness you know yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing about the coaching is more it's more um, focused on the person on the individual it's more like okay you have like this stable baseline you're healthy you're kind of a neutral and now let's see how we can transform it so that you can even reach more than you actually believed that you could mm -hmm. yeah for me it's more that it's the spirit is different yeah yeah and also i think it's not because i mean of course it's for some um some cases it's very important that therapy exists and it's yeah. something different but to us it's more like we don't want to um I personally also I decided not to do clinical psychology or become a therapist because I think it's very often about fixing. So something's wrong, something's negative, and then you got to fix that so that you that you function again. Um, so it's it's, it's a, a thing in the when you when you um, diagnose a disorder, um, there are those criteria, and very often the criterion is the person does not function anymore due to that. Mm -hmm. And this is something I can't relate to, not at all. I mean, there are cases where that is necessary, but I think um, which, what we do is kind of a person is... Everybody can do so many things. And it's about that. It's about the more positive approach mm -hmm. and not about the fixing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Prevention? Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of prevention. Um, prevention against having to have or uh, becoming disordered but then again you, you talk about disorder I think so prevention from what? or staying healthy <laughs> yeah prevention or something of, it's not against something 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe prevention for something. So then, yeah. But I, to me, it's like a f even, even I, I was just thinking about maybe mm -hmm. saying prevention. But then I thought, okay, but that means that I have to, or that the person has to be prevented, or something has to be prevented. Mm -hmm. So we don't want that something happens. But then, of course, we don't want that a person is unhappy or not living what they really are like, supposed to yeah. be doing. Yeah. Um, I think it's partly as prevention, but to me it's even more. It's more, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> so what is that? Mm. It's support, I think. Support for doing what the best. Yes, what is what is what you want to do and what you what you got inside of you and what you want to give to the world and what you want to or how you want to. Um, be part of the world. Yeah, I think that it is. Yeah. Anything to add? Oh, I think it's, it's well described. Like it's all about inclusion and not about exclusion. Yeah. Probably yeah. it's that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we can be a coach, we can be a trainer, sometimes mm -hmm. we can also kick your ass when you say, okay, for the first, I don't know, for the third time I tried to la la la. I just thought about it. Why don't we do it? You know, like sometimes also this And when you're in therapy, you can do it. But when you're a coach, you have you have to do it. Yeah, and maybe also um, to be. Uh, I think everything is about worshiping the other person and not judging the other person. Yes. And then, if you stay in that context, um, and people come to us, I mean, they come to us, so they they got something. Um, I think then you can try to. Um, according to the person, of course, maybe to hit those spots in a way um, that might be a little bit provocative in, a, in, in certain cases. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to be, as a coach, you don't have to be afraid in a way that this is something that will lead to something very, very bad when we talk about disorders. It's also you get a bigger... Um, Freedom. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yes. Yes. And, yes. Mm -hmm. Nice, thanks. Do you, may I ask if you want to share about your ikigai, your skills, your why? Of course, as we said in advance, and I think I can only repeat it, you can ask us everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks. My personal ikigai, and I think it's very tough when we do the... The microphone thing, the Ramona Ikigai is um, that I love to see systems. They can be big or small. That means they can be within a person, within an organization, or sometimes even within the world. And I'm thinking, or I also feel that I'm very good in seeing all these different spots, see how they are connected, and also how to influence them if they want to be influenced and I think this is kind of my ikigai I love to do it but you know it can also be in a in an apartment like mm. <laughs> putting all your I know, tables chairs everything mm -hmm. mm -hmm. into the perfect spot so that the atmosphere is great mm -hmm. so this is my my ikigai mm -hmm. I would say systems mm -hmm. my current ikigai you know probably yeah. it can change <laughs> Mm. For me, 
Um, it's kind of related to what to what Ramona said, I think. But I wouldn't call it systems. But to me, it's like finding balance in things. So you get many different sports, like Ramona said, in in in, in small and in in big worlds in a way. But to me, it's like bringing them into balance. Mm-hmm. And also, if you have a client and you see that there are parts inside of the person that somehow make that person or bring that person out of their balance, I like to, um, I don't know a better, better phrase than make it right, but it, it's not making it right. Mm-hmm. It's just um, making things... Yeah, bringing the balance. I, I can't describe yeah. it differently, but it's be- because for me it's like I think things. It's it's very often you get dualism in the world. You get good and bad, and intellect and intuition, and all those things. And we we tend to judge things in terms of good and bad, for example. And I want to to make that. I think it's both, but it's more than both. It's 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 together, mm-hmm. and even more than together. And this is something I think I can see that in the world. And I know that I can change the world, but I think I can change small worlds. Even maybe it's it's making the person a little bit happier because I could touch a point that might lead to more balance. Mm-hmm. That's that I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have to say to work-life balance? <laughs> Um, do you believe in it? Mm. I believe in life balance, mm-hmm. but I don't believe in work-life balance. Um, I, I worked in, as an assistant at university, and the topic, the project I worked with, was called um, work-family interface. So that means that you got the work and the family, and there's something that that there's an something that is together, but only something. And the, the theory was about how to connect those parts and how to yeah live both somehow. And then there was this term of work-home segmentation preference, which means how much you like it to to um, li- to to make home as one part of your life and work as another part mm-hmm. of, the, of your life. And I very much like the work there, but those topics, to me it was always like, what is that actually? Why don't we just live? And everything is part of life. So no, I don't believe in mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. segmentation of those two things. I believe in life balance, really. Like everything, including excluding whatever it is for yourself or not, is it can be that now and something else in five years or five months. But I just believe, try to find your balance where you feel comfortable. It can be in work, in life, with the two of them, like whatever is possible for yourself and suitable. How does it look like for you? The working day. You know, like normally we start our day in the train. Um, I start my day in the train with Julia on the Julia on the phone. Oh yeah. Yes. yes. At six uh, thirty or seven thirty, wow. we're having our phone call. That's And before that, no, it's not perfect. No, it's just not like <laughs> just like a perfect fit. Yeah. Like, we had a we had breakfast. Like there, I'm having like my first routine kind of with my boyfriend. We wake up, like we have this candle and breakfast yeah. and everything. So I'm very into that. 
Um, when I'm not on the phone with Julia, where we discuss, like, it can be life, it can be something solopreneur-related, customer-related, it can be anything. And when I'm not doing that, I read in a train or I meditate in a train. It really it depends mm-hmm. on the feeling. Mm-hmm. Then I come to work, then I'm kind of absorbed for the next nine to ten hours. But it doesn't feel bad, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just that I'm very into work. I love to do what I do. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's stimulating. And therefore, I'm very thankful for that because I really need that. And then um, in the evening at about six o'clock, five, six o'clock, it always depends, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm coming home. Sometimes we call again because <laughs> it happens so much yeah. <laughs> during this 10, uh, 10 hours. Yeah. Um, and then I'm coming home, we cook together, and we're normally, normally go for a walk in the forest, yeah. because this is the thing, it's also part of my ikiga, I would say, like, yeah. get your greens. <laughs> <laughs> it could be nutrition or outside, I just, nice. need, yes. I just need green. Yeah. Yes. Because so you're is... at the office the whole day. Exactly. And I miss it. I just miss it. And it keeps me grounded. Because sometimes I feel when I'm at the office, it can lead to that I feel quite in my mind and in front of my computer and like on the phone all the time with people all the time, and then I re- to ne- reconnect. Yes. So, yes, I think it's quite balanced in my way, but it can be like anything else, or it can be judged by other people, it can be anything, and, and I'm aware of that, but it's good because it's good for me. Yeah. You, f- you don't feel overwhelmed that much? No, no, no. I'm absolutely in my flow. <laughs> and you know, I have to work and then I have solopreneurin. This is kind of a system, a world where we create what we believe in. And this is so, so nice to have like the realness of working and this business and you know what, with all the meetings and all the problems they have there. And then you have like this other thing. Yes, we have also our themes, our topics, or the next workshops or whatever it is. But it's like we solve it our way. It's like no bigger picture or no manager or whatever it is or no other team member. It's just like our game. Yeah. And this is so cool. Yeah. Yes. And it's just also because it's so rewarding. I think we meet all these wonderful, interesting people. It can be by coaching or by workshops or we had some events with co-working spaces for, for women. And it was just like so, so wonderful meeting all these spirits, all these persons talking about life, about um, intuition and intellect, bringing those things in balance. And I think it's also a huge topic for women, actually. Yes. And no, I'm happy. What about you, you? <laughs> I'm happy too. Um, so yeah. you start your day on the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and to me it's kind of... Um, I recently finished my studies, so during that time I also had to get into... Uh, somehow keep my balance, I think, because in the end it was not that stimulating anymore. I mean, I was absorbed too, but um, I had to absorb myself in a way, so... Um, I discovered that I like spinning in the morning, like the morning classes. Spin class? Yeah, I know that you do that too. So it's just so cool. And people are always into, oh my God, it's spinning and then it's in the morning. How hard is that? And to me, I just love that. I mean, it's just, and it's not even for the feeling afterwards. It's just, while I do that, I feel so alive. And 
this is something um, yeah I discovered during finishing my studies. Yeah, and then I talked to Ramona on the phone, which is just the best start into the day that you can imagine because it's just yeah it's all natural and it's 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 and again things just happen when we talk um, and sometimes it's just ah oh, have a nice day and that's yeah and then we go have a nice day and <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah and then um, so I I built myself when I when I still studied I built myself that. Um, um, employee life so that I said okay I will go to the library I will work for eight or nine hours and then as Ramona said too um, we will talk, we talked on the phone again on our way back home and for me it's um, like the if you want to call it free time for me it's also going for walks so um, I live in Hamburg which is a very very beautiful city in Switzerland and um, it's just it's so calm and I just love walking the little cobblestone uh, streets and just yeah walk around um, oh, her green to me is the water so um, I love just going to the lake so by um, Lac Limon, mm. which, which I really, really love, and sometimes I so much enjoy it that I can, that I can just go on the, on the train and then I'm by the lake. Switzerland is amazing. It is so amazing, mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then um, sometimes I need when I studied. I mean, it was just by myself all day long, and then sometimes I needed social social stimulation I like to meet some people people I like people are to me yeah that was that and I think I will um, soon I will start working and then it will be all the same but it will be working instead of studying which yeah. I'm looking very much forward to because then I think it will be um, the perfect balance of what Ramona just described that you have the, the bigger yeah company thing but then also the solopreneur thing where we can just Really, there's no must in that. There's no limits. It's just what we want to do. And we can try it. And we, to us, it's also... I mean, we, we said that there are no mistakes in a way. We, don't, we just try and then we, we see what will happen. Mm. And this is just... Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's really great. It's great. Uh, I have a lot of resistance t towards my, my day job. And I find it so amazing that you don't... That you enjoy... Everything, all of it. Do you say that in a provocative way? No, <laughs> I'm just like, how do you do this? Yeah, you know what? I think it's it's about this thing of the balance again. It's about, yeah. um, it's just, it's not not everything is great in in that part, <laughs> but you you accept it. Yeah, you accept this, and also you see it in the bigger picture of your whole life, and then. You see, then you don't only have the 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 work part or the working part, and you say, okay, I have to do that. It's for money and all those musts and haves and tension things. But you say, all right, life is not perfect. That's life, and it just is there. I do that, but after all. If it's that bad, I can change it, mm -hmm. first thing. Mm -hmm. And if I can't change the job, that's what we just said, it's not all, always about changing your job situation, but then I can ask myself, what would it make easier? Or what could I do to see the bigger picture of my life? What would balance that out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I strongly believe in change the situation or change yourself. If yeah. it's not suitable for yourself. Yes, exactly. 
So go into action if you're not happy. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Work in progress right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is the your future projects for the company or for yourself? Where do you see yourself in five, ten, twenty years? Whatever you want to share. <laughs> um, so maybe company-wise, um, I think we, um, we met the hint at the beginning. Um, so we we're doing the coachings, so the one-to-one coaching with Ikigai, but also with other other um, methods. Yes, um, and now we are turning more into workshops because we find it very stimulating for people to share things like peer group like yeah. so um, this is what we, we're going to do so we will have some um, workshop at, uh, at the University of Fribourg um, where, we'll, where we will talk about um, yeah Ikigai will be a main concept again but it will be for people who are looking for what, what job could they do after studies or do are they doing the right thing with their studies right now something like that um, Yeah, we will do workshops in Zürich. Uh, we will talk about money things because uh, or the psychology of investing, the psychology that is connected with um, also with beliefs again, like money mindset, yeah. things like these. I'll come. Mm-hmm. Um, and your personality. Yeah, and your personality. Tell me what you invest and I'm telling you who you are. It's kind of also in your daily life. Well, yeah. Yes. Nice. And we're currently really trying hard on digging in all the studies and find like, yeah. you know, like we're in uh, intellectual work. We need that studies. Yeah. Gut feeling. <laughs> yes. Nobody believes in gut feelings. So we really try and dig into those studies. Mm-hmm. And then we're um, also writing articles currently for uh, Love Daily Dose. This is like a huge lifestyle blog in Austria. And then we're having another event in January. I think it's yeah. it's very nice because you know things come together. We're we're yeah, we're still working like full time and so we're very happy if it's not all of a sudden solopreneurin because mm. we also need to get prepared for that. So it's all step by step and yeah. I think we believe the right things are just happening. Mm. Yeah. So you said the world is not perfect, so you have to work. But say it is your ideal. What would you be doing the whole day? Ideal day. <laughs> I think we are thinking, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's like a huge pause. <laughs> um, honestly, I think it depends on the day. So I can't really say that would be the perfect day. <laughs> Because sometimes I feel like the perfect day is where I'm free to decide what to do. Exactly. I think that's that. Yeah. And where I can live up to, uh, that where I can do what my, what I feel like, and what I need to do on that day to connect with the world. Mm. And that could be just doing nothing. Sometimes I think there are times where you simply really feel that you would just like to do nothing. Mm. It doesn't mean that you don't do a thing, but it's then you work inside of yourself. Mm. And this is something when you have to do, when you have your daily business, I think maybe we don't have the courage to do that to do that often enough, I think. Um, but sometimes I really feel like for like personally right now, I'm so much looking forward to, to starting to work in a company. So where I have all those tuck tuck tuck, you know, you have to you have to do you have to do and you learn a lot and it's all very fast and this is something I'm looking forward to right now because when I started it's all not that fast, you know? Okay. So um, I think it's always what is needed for my personal balance. Yeah. And 
but the perfect day for me involves water. It's a lake or the sea. Yeah. I need to see the water. But so you would you could work at the the lake or something or the ocean. <laughs> That's the perfect day. Yeah. Now comes the story. Now comes the story. Yeah, I will start my job with the company, and I'm yeah. As I said, a thousand times I'm looking forward to that. But you know, um, when <laughs> it's at the lake. <laughs> Now, when we did our, um, our well, looking for our ikigai for ourselves, um, I found out that water is really important to me, and I like to see the water. And um, I had different options to choose my job for after having finished studies. And the office of the company I would work with is literally by the the stream uh, um, in, in Bern, Aare, and it's just as if. It flew the rivers through the through the office. It's like that the feeling, and this is something. It just warms my heart, and this is part of my ikigai because mm. I can. I'm I'm already looking forward to sitting in that office, and normally I'd say I don't look so much forward to sitting in an office, but this is you know, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And and sometimes this sounds crazy when I talk to people about that, but maybe that's that's an example of living your ikigai yes. and connecting things with each other. Yes. Very nice, Pavona, perfect day or perfect. Wow, uh, you know I'm so lame. I would say <laughs> there's no perfect day. No, really, but it, it is. Like it just would in include. I can say what it's include. Would include um, a wonderful waking up that I already try in my daily life it would include lovely people lovely discussions within a bigger picture can be organization world or whatever it can include green I play golf so I probably bet I would hit a tour <laughs> and some balls and I think that's kind of it mm -hmm. and a wonderful sleep probably yoga and then I'm, I'm yeah. absolutely happy and nice food I'm nice a foodie. Food. And coffee. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So simple. For me, for, for example, it would be uh, working not more than four hours and ideally ten till two, the pizza time mm -hmm. in Ayurveda. Yes. And before that, doing a spin class or yoga class or some movement in the morning, then working. And then uh, meeting friends or having meetings or something like that, and spending time with, yeah, my my boyfriend and and good food yeah. for sure. But you know that's yes. what I mean by perfect day. You, mm. I have a, a really an idea of it. Mm. 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 And in fact, I think what we were just saying, all of us, it's really this, as you said, it's the simple things in the end. Yeah. Did you think about what you would do with more money? Yes, you know, easy, easy answer. Yeah, I love green. I would always buy more place in green places. It can yeah. be a house with like a huge garden. Yeah. So I would also, yeah, I would also or always pick that. I think mm. that's very easy. Or it depends on the sum, you know. But what I also love to do is to study and to learn new things. Mm. So it could also be a model of mine to study 60% and work for another 60% mm -hmm. and just let the things go. So I would always pay my fees with the money I got. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I love just wonderful buildings. Mm -hmm. So yes, a nice house would also be lovely with a huge garden. Yeah. 
Thank you. Julia? In fact, it's the same two things, except for that I, as I said, need the lake. So I very much... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very... Yeah, I'm into that. Um, yeah, I think I would um, like to have a house. It doesn't have to be a very big house, but it just has to be close to a lake. Um, and I would... I've always wanted to do a systemic education thing, like systemic coaching. Um, and I think I would um, maybe reduce work in a way, but not because I want to reduce work, but just so that I can go to the place I would do the, these, these classes and take these classes and so that I could pay for those classes because I, I'd very much like to do that because I think it's something... Um, yeah, we, we had the topic of systems just, just a couple of minutes ago and I think it's... Um, I'd like to get into that in a deeper way, maybe. And even though I don't know it, if it would give me something new... I'd really like to try it. And those two things might be something I would do with more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I already know the answer, but I will still ask the question. What would you do with more time? You know, <laughs> you I know. asked us this question in advance. You and have time. I really have time. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I sleep my eight hours. Mm. I... I'm very happy with my time. I don't need more. It's just the exact amount I need. Same. Yes. Concerning the time I got, it's the same. When I thought about that question, there was something else that came to my mind. It's just sometimes I'd like to make the world stop turning, you know. I do need more time in the way of more hours per day. But sometimes I'd like to just make the world stop and then I could do something that I think I can only do when the world is not turning, you know? Because I think everything got its time. And sometimes it might be reading a certain book or something. And sometimes I think, all right, I got enough hours per day. But the world makes me not be able to do that. Because somehow it's just too much other vibes around myself so that I just really can't do that mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I just like to be <laughs> all alone in the world in a way so that I can do things that I only can do when it's really quiet <laughs> and really like standing still this is something but I don't need uh, like a 48 hour day or something no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Uh, What is your favorite... I think you also answered kind of this question already, but what is your favorite thing to do during your time off? Nature. Mm. Simple as that. You too. What's yours? Mm. Uh, Drinking coffee and talking to my girlfriends. Oh! (laughs) Like now. (laughs) Your podcast is my favorite. Yeah, it is. It is is my absolute favorite thing to do. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Yes. And also nature, but me it's the ocean would be surfing, dancing, yoga. Mm. Mm. Seeing seeing friends. Mm. Yeah. That's talking and and learning, you know, asking mm-hmm. questions and learning from people from uh, all their craziness and all their <laughs> little habits and yeah I love that um, I think for me it's, it depends on my feeling but it's also nature mm. it's sports it's sports in nature it's yeah 
<laughs> sometimes it's sports in the gym, so I have to stress. Sometimes it's sports in the gym, sometimes in the nature. In nature. Um, also talks, deep talks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And talks where you can deeper, get deeper and deeper and deeper, mm. and that just there's no end to it, and you don't have to feel bad that you're like, oh my god, this is getting deep now. Mm -hmm. And I think people sometimes try to or get the feeling that they have to apologize for that. But I just for, for getting deeper, uh, for, for being sharing a lot about yes. their personal life. Yes, mm -hmm. and also thoughts, maybe personal thoughts about doesn't have to be their life, but the life in mm -hmm. general. Um, and I like just doing that without having to apologize or with you know, <laughs> and people who just talk and who just say what they feel or it's not even it doesn't have to be a saying it's just about discussing and about exploring the world together yeah and you don't have to travel for that all the time this is something i enjoy nice. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, and i noticed this weekend especially at the wedding and talking to a lot of people and and so at the wedding it's often a lot of small talk and often it's a lot of small talk in everyday life and i hate it it exhausts me and i think it would exhaust you too yeah and i feel when i talk i start to talk about my struggles or i start to ask questions about really personal things but in a not in a in invading way but people really start to share them and it's as if they're waiting for this opportunity to to go deep and share But if you would not open the conversation, they would never go there. Have you had that experience? Always. Yes. Like, do you remember these little talks in a train? Like a seat in front of you is like free and someone asks, is it free? And he says, yes, of course, with a smile. And yeah. then they, sometimes just this smile gives them the opportunity to talk. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I think it, it can be the small gestures or also like the big gestures mm. in sharing something very personal from yourself mm. that makes that people open up. Mm. And actually I have seven met a person who doesn't like to talk about him or herself mm. in a deeper way mm. so I, be, I think this is something that connects us as human beings mm. and even if we don't talk about it I think we normally get a feeling of where this person stands right now if you're a little bit intuitive but if yeah yes do you think everybody can do that yes I think when you feel yourself, then you're kind of magically have the ability to feel others better. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not I think it's not about work or working hard on that. It's just like it comes so naturally with it. Yeah, I, I think it's when you talk to someone in that way and you share something of yourself you somehow make other people feel that right now it's okay to reshare and it's okay to to talk about things like this and then because I think in our world very often it's like we are we don't do that because of rules or because of standards and once one person in a conversation um, breaks that rule the rule kind of is broken and then It flows easily because I think, as Ramona said, everybody, all of us, we got that inside of ourselves. 
I think it's just we unlearn it in a way. Or we just Block get it. educated yeah. and then it's, it's we forget that we can do that. Yeah. yeah. And especially in the working context. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because over there, like when you're bursting out of tears every time mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. having this anger attack, it's probably difficult also for the group. Mm -hmm. So you try to keep yourself mm -hmm. calm, but at least I think everybody can find ways to express themselves in a suiting way in a given circumstances. Mm -hmm. So how do you... For people who don't know, for people who are starting to tap into their intuition and starting to discover this world, because for me, for I really had to relearn it, you know? It was there, obviously, but I really starting tapping into it quite recently actually and, and reading people and all these things it's it's new so how do you advise people to not behave but make the difference between intuition and intellect I think I have no advice <laughs> I just can tell you how I solved it yeah um, I sometimes, as I said, I often got the feeling that I'm very, very much in my mind. Yes. So what I tried when I had situations, it could be in a work or within my private life, I just tried to feel what I feel in my body. That means um, how does how does my I don't know my body feel? How were my feet standing? How are my shoulders? What's in my heart? Do I feel open or closed? Like. Also with my back, I think mm -hmm. normally we really get that feeling. Mm -hmm. And then from there, could be five seconds, just like very unconsciously. But then you start, when you want to be aware of it, you start to, to think about those things or to, to react on the things, to, to be aware of those things. And then I started to ask myself, okay, and what do I think right now? And then I try mm -hmm. to connect those dots together. And normally I connected it when I talked to myself. Uh, I needed to learn that because I think there's this inner voice. I call it like my star. So when I talk to my star, in my star I always know what's right and what's wrong, what I need and what I don't need. It's like just the source of myself. And then I ask my star what I need in my body, what I need in my mind and how to balance those two. What is the truth? Like, what is the real truth? And be honest with yourself. So I'm radically honest with myself. Mm. And this is something that always brings me back to my inner kernel. And it brings me out of my mind. Because I think the most of the time the real truth is not in my mind. Or it's not something that I can think about or yeah. that I can analyze. Yeah. And then um, I... Most of the time, I I think I see the truth. It's my subjective truth, but still it's there. And then, um, as Samuna described too, I get back to my to my mind, to my brain, and I think I think about that, and I see how much it connects with each other. With, with each other. 
But if there are contradictions, it's always my kernel, my intuition, my truth that yeah. in the end decides. Yeah. So how do you know the difference? Okay, the mind, what's, what your thoughts are do and you in your body. You know the situation when you're in a situation and you have the feeling that you're kind of out of yourself or that you're very aware of how you sit, how you speak, what language you use. Then you know that it's not intuitive because, mm. like, it's so programmed and it's mm. like a roboter doing one thing mm. after the other mm. and controlling yourself, kind of. And in such situations, I really give the best. It's not always easy, but I really try to ask myself, what is it that I react like that, mm. and find the trigger. Mm -hmm. And then, when I'm out of this situation, I try to see the trigger. What's going on? Where does it come from? Why do you feel how I feel? And in the next situation, I go in. I know, okay, it's, it's a situation like that. Probably I don't like it. It could occur that I feel like split it apart, like my mm. intuition and intellect. It's just mm. like ripped mm. away and they don't communicate with each other. <laughs> so I try to be very much by myself and within my star and I keep my focus on myself and just for myself and not for the others and when this step is succeeded I would say the next step would be I try to be myself but open up again mm -hmm. to, and how, how do you do that first step? breathing or breathing? body scan? Uh, no, I don't do body scan um, I just go in I just do it. You girls, are you so intuitive? <laughs> I don't know if, you know, like when you're talking about auras. Yes. I don't know if you believe in that or think about that, but for me it was always a part of my life. So when I go in situations like that, um, I just say that I have a golden aura. And so it stays with me and only the good stays with me. Just, just a belief. It yeah, could yeah, just yeah. be a belief. It yeah. must mm. an image or something. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. no image, it's just the feeling. I know mm -hmm. how it feels when I'm in my golden hour, so I go in with that, and then it's turning yeah. out wonderfully. It could be a self-fulfilling proficiency, you know, but this is the, <laughs> the scientific term for uh, such thinking. But um, there's always what two was it sides. Called? Self-fulfilling proficiency. Self-fulfilling yes. proficiency. Because you think that you're you're with, with something that you're having in, or, or that you... Kind of, you have a vision of something, and because you have that vision, the vision starts to become mm -hmm. your reality. Yeah. So therefore, also your external groups or whatever it is reacts on you the way you think your vision is, you know. And then becomes like self-fulfilling proficiency. Is it like visualization? Kind of, mm. but more you're more in power of that, I would say. Mm -hmm. I would say so too. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I was just thinking. Um, I think what Ramona said about her golden aura, um, <laughs> to me it's like, I always tell myself, even though there will be a situation that most likely won't be my favorite situation, um, I think, all right, I'm gonna have a good time. And I think this is something, it's also what you said, it's, uh, what Ramona said, it's for herself and not for the others. For me it's, I think, all right, I am in a situation, maybe I can't avoid that situation, um, but I will do, I don't, I would, would not even say I will give my best, I will just give my best to have a good time. And having a good time could also mean not having a good time, you know, it's just 
that it's a good time because it's right in that situation. Because if I can't avoid that, I will just... I can make an experience out of that. And, um, and then... It, you can learn, yeah. Yeah, and also you, you somehow, there won't be any fear. For me, that is kind of a fear killer mm -hmm. because I know I will have a good time here mm -hmm. and I decide to have a good time mm -hmm. and then I will have a good time. And then bad things might happen, but I am having a good time. And it's mm -hmm. nothing about lying to myself. Mm -hmm. It's just about making the decision. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot about decisions in life. Very often you can decide that... Um, you can decide to, to say, oh, I don't want to do that, and oh, it's so hard and everything. But then you could also just say, maybe it's connected to acceptance. You could mm -hmm. just say, mm -hmm. no, I don't want to be moaning around all the time. I just want to live my life. Mm -hmm. And then there, there, won't, there will always be situations that I have to face. But then it's in my power to, to judge what the situation is like. And this thing, I will have a good time, naturally leads back to intuition. Because if you're in that situation, and it might be a very, um, yeah, very stressful situation, but you're having a good time, so you intuitively do what you need to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Relate to that, yes. Because these are also our train talks. Mm -hmm. Like when we're having such situations in a day, or, you know, um, I don't know, master thesis I don't know what mm -hmm. can be meeting in front of shalala mm -hmm. <laughs> then we discuss such things and you know this is kind of so rewarding and so nice and also to share the feeling you have with all the fears with all the honesty yeah. with all the vulnerability you're having and this is kind of having the best time mm -hmm. like generally speaking I would say. Mm -hmm. and, and I think then we get back to the topic of having someone to share those things with mm -hmm. because you can tell yourself a lot of things mm -hmm. but I guess it makes it easier to have someone that understands that way that maybe if you I think we sometimes are in danger of losing, losing that so for me personally I have to remind myself of that Not often anymore, but sometimes, of course. And then it's good to have someone who tells you, ah, you could see it that way. And then you can say, yes, right, I see it that way. It's like to, to have someone who reminds yourself of that. Or also not that way. Or not that way, yeah, of course. And then you call the, the of coming course. closer to yourself yeah, because yeah. it's one way not to go. Yeah, yeah. Do you practice radical honesty towards one another? I think we don't practice it consciously, we just you do it. <laughs> yes. yes, I think we do it. Yeah. But honestly, this is an interesting question because I've never really thought about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so did I. No. I mean, you're not going to tell the other one, oh, poor you. Sometimes, yes. Okay. You know, sometimes hmm. I see Julia or I see myself and I just need to hear that word mm. so I'm the poorest loneliest girl mm. in the world with like this, this huge problem in this situation I just need it yeah but you know it's not true of course yeah yeah <laughs> and sometimes we do even say you know I know it's not a problem but I just yeah, yeah. need you to think yeah. it's like the biggest yeah. problem can yeah. we just discuss this problem problem because I don't want to solve it right now yeah yeah, yeah it's great it's yeah, like it's cool. with your yeah. partner yeah. yes exactly yeah. it's also yeah. with my partner mm. it's exactly the same 
Thank you. I could talk about this kind of stuff forever, but yeah. <laughs> I'll wrap up. <laughs> Or let's see where it, where it goes. Talking about business a bit more now. Um, what tips do you have to give to people who want to start their own business, whatever it is? Just do it. Yeah. Really, just go for it. Yeah. Me too. And what would you tell your younger self in only two words or three? Have fun. <laughs> chill out <laughs> yes <laughs> great uh, what is the definition of work for you it's a part of life mm -hmm. you know I just hear the song from Irena but um, if this is a definition <laughs> could it be a definition <laughs> what is it work 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 work, 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 yeah. work, work, work. Just start about laughing and feeling. <laughs> she, she, she always hears songs. You know? uh, <laughs> she always says, I hear the song. Oh, I don't know what. Perfect. Work, 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 this work, is my work. answer. <laughs> It's like fun. Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn on your journey to entrepreneurship so far? Client-wise speaking, everybody has a wonderful mindset, and the people who come to us are exactly the people who meant to meet us and we also have meant to meet them so it's kind of a gift for both sides and when we talk about solopreneur or entrepreneurs then it's like we're having this great conversation with young professionals with older professionals like being um, lawyers or psychologists or doing something in media or um, the wonderful girl who does something in finance and it's like always so inspiring and mm. just to share our thoughts and sometimes we just create kind of a new world of all the knowledge we have together and this is for me like the greatest thing that could possibly yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's like the law of attraction has something in it it's true in a way because um, it's you go out and just tell what you want to tell mm -hmm. and other people listen to it and then they tell what they want to tell mm -hmm. and then as long as you're open and we are open to it and those people we meet are open to things connect and they grow and yeah and you you got those things that we were just talking about the deep talks you can have them and it just yeah good things attract good things or, or passion attracts passion mm -hmm. this is something I think is beautiful we enjoy and I also observe that especially in the world where a lot of people start to think hey do I really want to have the 9 to 5 job and especially those people thinking about that they start to meet each other and in a yeah. very intuitive way and then they start to talk about intellect with each other and for me it combines it or also the world in a great way like giving the balance back like from also a little bit the rationality the masculinity we came from I think we had like the pendular swinging on the other direction means to we're all doing yoga drinking matcha latte you know like the other extreme and like doing tarot it's a good and wonderful thing I think we need that or our world needs that and I think we currently need a lot of people who really try to balance those two things yes me too yeah. you also have the feeling well you <laughs> no, but no but yeah 
slowly more and more. Yes. And I think it's a beautiful thing to combine both worlds. Yeah. And not always in those extremes. Yes. Yeah. One world or the other. No, yeah. it should be both. Yeah. Yes, I think it's because people, in fact, are naturally got the tendency to to connect things and not to be white or black mm -hmm. and yes or no, mm -hmm. but to be whole in a way. And mm -hmm. I think this happens because people start feeling that. Yeah, it, it's a great work, but in the, in the end, it's like that. Mm -hmm. I think, and it's it's nothing that happens quickly or not, nothing that just, um, yeah, just, just. I think it's it's happening by doing it, but then happening just leads to doing it so it's it's kind of a circle that's what I think mm. I love it I want to finish on that because it's so beautiful and just where, where can we find you online www.solopreneurin.ch and the beautiful Instagram www.instagram.com slash solopreneurin thank you so much thank, thank you. you a lot And thank you for listening. 